You're listening to the Guac is Extra podcast, and we're your hosts, Vicki Huff and Alyssa Huff. We're bringing you raw, real, and no BS conversations on parenting and life after kids. We're here to dive deep into this whole parenting thing and get some helpful tips along the way. They always tell us that the guac is extra. Well, so are we. Hey, guys. Hey. All right. So on today's episode, we are going to be interviewing Tori Cuevas. And this episode is insane. It's raw and it's real. Y'all, I was in tears most of this. Yeah, no joke. Me too. Behind the scenes, like over here, patting my eyes. Yes. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I, I can't imagine she went through. No, I can't either. And that was why um, Alyssa and I really wanted this to be our first episode because the episode is so raw and so real. And we want our podcast to be hitting on real life things that happen as parents. And even before you become a parent. Some things just plain stink. (laughs) Exactly. Like another thing is, is because a lot of people don't know this stuff. So we, we want to introduce that to you guys and for y'all to experience it with someone. Right. Yes. You're not alone in this. So we want everyone to know that you're not alone. You're not. Not at all. So this episode hits a lot on infertility. So let's talk about that for a minute. Google says infertility means not being able to become pregnant after a year of trying. If a woman can get pregnant but keeps having miscarriages or stillbirths, that is also called infertility. Infertility is fairly common. After one year of having unprotected sex, about 15% of couples are unable to get pregnant. But infertility also means so much more than that, emotionally, mentally, and physically. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine having that basically taken away from me. Like, I couldn't imagine. No, I no, and not at all. Yeah, this episode has a lot of trigger points. So if you are triggered by any of the topics that we've mentioned, um, you know, a second ago, be prepared now. It's super emotional. It's super raw and it's super real. Not every story ends in a rainbow. It doesn't. And it's like when Tori said that in this episode, because that was a quote um, from this episode when she said that it like, oh, my gosh, I almost cried just from the like emotion that she said it with was just I know and the fact that she was so strong throughout this whole process I, I, I couldn't imagine myself going through any of this no me either so we hope you guys love listening to Tori as much as we did and we hope you enjoy this episode so Tori how are you with the coronavirus Corona crazy. (laughs) Um, Much like everybody else, this is pretty tough whenever you're an extrovert to be locked up in your house. Um, So I'm sure you guys feel me. Um, But you know what? I can't complain. I'm grateful that we're all healthy and I get extra snuggle times with my kids. And I love having um, just extra time with Jason home with me. So it's, we're, we're hanging in there. Right. And your kids, you homeschool them, right? So y'all are pretty much used to the norm. Right. This was not such a, a drastic change for us, other than the fact of, you know, feeling like we're prisoners in our home. Right. And <laughs> having the kids home all the time was is totally fine. That's awesome. So, all right, let's get into your story. I want to hear how you met your husband, Jason. 
Well, do you want the um, clean version or the Tory version? The Tory version. <laughs> the Tory Let's version. The whole thing. <laughs> of course. So um, we met um, in 2001. Jason and I were um, both directors for a cheerleading um, team. Um, we were competitors against each other. And oh, literally. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, and he was a hottie. He was literally... Um, about to be 22 at the time. So he was 21. And I, um, before we actually met, I, of course, was eyeing him in, <laughs> um, at competitions. I would just see this, um, I can't really say tall, dark, and handsome, because we're pretty much the same height. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this dark and handsome, um, muscular hottie um, across the way. And it's funny because um, I was at a competition and I had one of my students there warming up and I actually pointed Jason out and I said, you see that guy over there? And she goes, yeah, he's cute. And I said, I know he's going to be mine. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was already claiming him before he knew it. Um, and, and it was probably about a month later that we were at a competition and we were out in San Antonio on the Riverwalk. He was out with his coaching staff and I was with my girls um my coaching staff and it was it was literally almost like you couldn't have timed it better he was coming out of a bar it was called tequila mockingbird on the river walk and he was coming out and we were coming in and it's like it was like fate we almost like bumped into each other and we were like hey and he said hey and um, he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing. And he said, do you want to have a shot? And I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> yes. seriously, we just walked over to the bar, had a shot of tequila. And it was, it, we, we call it love at first tequila. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was awesome. We literally hung out the rest of the weekend. And, um, you know, both of us were in San Antonio for the competition, but we both resided in Houston and we ended up, um, this is a quick, funny story because we ended up, you know, back coaching. He calls me on a Tuesday evening. I had my phone on the floor. I wasn't supposed to, but I, I had been waiting for him to call me. So he ended up <laughs> calling and as I'm coaching, I'm, I'm talking to Jason. It was like a five minute conversation or less. And he's like, you want to go out this weekend? And I was like, yes. And so we made plans to um, meet up on a Friday night at um, Have a Nice Day Cafe in Houston. It's no longer there, I don't believe. But um, I was so excited. And I um, dressed up like Britney Spears. Oh. No joke. Oh, God. Um, I, I curled my hair. I had a white Oxford, black bra, short mini skirt highs everything mary jane yeah and i walked in and, and like seriously i walked up to him and he didn't recognize me it took him about 10 seconds to like come to and he's like oh tori and i was like <laughs> aka britney bitch right <laughs> i love so, it um but honestly we had the best time um a little bit too much fun that night the drinks got to me for sure oh, i was all caught up on and the shots and and the the aroma of Jason, but um, it ended up being quite quite an escapade because he <laughs> he had to drive me home that night because ma Mama was not able to drive oh, herself. Oh gosh! <laughs> hey, at least he took what? care of you. 
he did take care of me and, and I took care of him later. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and honestly, we've been together ever since. And on Mother's Day, I, I called my mom and I said, hey, I can't. I'm not going to come home because, um, for Mother's Day. I guess it was maybe the day before. Um, I said, because I've met the man of my dreams. And she was just like, okay. And we had said, I love you on Mother's Day weekend. So I guess we had um, been dating for about two months. Oh. And, uh, and and we knew it. I mean, it was it was instant. We we, you know, from the time that we met, we, you know, all bets were off with anybody else that either one of us had been talking to. It was and just we, fate. You know, it was. It, it, I it, love it. Was, love it first tequila. I know. I have the chills. <laughs> and that, the story is so ironic because I just had a margarita before we got on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I need a margarita. But I, you know what? I woke up and Jason was serving me mimosas. Oh, hey. Morning, so. That is even hey, better. You a good one. <laughs> I know. That is so funny. Okay. So when did y'all get married? How far into y'all's relationship? We were We dated for three years. Okay. Wow. Really? Yeah, we did. So we weren't, I mean, we guess we just weren't in a rush. We actually opened a business together before we got married. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And we um, ran our own competitive cheerleading business for 10 years. Um, we were, we married. And so we opened that business in 2002 and we were married in 2004. So let's talk about um, how you had the twins. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's, it's so, um, I'm actually not very much a planner, but in my perfect little world, Tori's world, I was like, okay, we're going to get married. And um, I think we, I was married at 27 years old and I was like, okay, we're going to have fun. You know, I want to travel. I want to just live a happy honeymoon life. And by 30, we're going to start our family and all that jazz. Well, we actually, and we were pretty pretty accurate as far as the timeline of when we were ready to settle down. And I was 30 years old and, and things, you know, we were trying to have children and, um, you know, things just weren't, but nothing was coming about. So we went to the doctor and um, he's like, well, let's just start doing some testing. And we ended up having to go through two rounds of um, IUI. So artificial insemination. And we had, you know, I had, I was worried that I was, you know, bringing all of my baggage to the table. I have um, endometriosis. So I was like, well, maybe I'm the, um, you know, this is why we're not being able to have babies. And, um, but then they're like, well, let's test Jason because, you know, it's not going to, it's not, it it can be another, other factors that we could be missing. And it actually ended up, um, you know, both of us were bringing um, fertility issues to the table. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Um, we ended up having to, it was, it was frustrating because going through that, you know, nobody ever plans to have to go through fertility treatments, which are incredibly expensive. And we were, um, you know, we were probably already $10,000 in from the other procedures that did not work. And we were borrowing money from family members. I mean, it was really a a group effort here um, that everybody was rooting for us. What an awesome family to have behind you. Yeah, really, they were. And when I, after the second round of failed IUI, the doctor was like, well, you know, we could try it again. But to be honest, I think the only way that you're going to end up 
um, with a successful pregnancy is if we do um, in vitro. And, you know, part of me was, was very irritated at the fact of if you already knew that, why didn't you already, why didn't we just go straight there? Right. You made me go through all of this. Yeah. You know, because we didn't have the money to waste. Um, But, you know, we went through um, in vitro and um, that's a whole just craziness in itself. All of the the shots that you have to give yourself and the incredible expense. I think that was another 25,000 on top of what we had already spent. Oh my God. Um, and so we, um, but we ended up with two beautiful children and, and it was crazy though, because I, the day that I was confirmed pregnant, um, I went to, you know, you, you're in the doctor's office probably every other day getting tested, um, doing blood work through this fertility um, journey. And I had left the doctor and we went to the gym getting ready to coach. And all of a sudden my belly just started swelling. And I was like, Jason, something's not right. And um, so he was like, yeah, let's call the doctor. So we actually ended up um, calling the doctor and they said, you need to come back in. Well, I hyperstemmed, and what that is, is um, I had a bunch of fluid building up. Whenever you're on um, fertility drugs, you already are at risk because they're producing this uh, hormone in your body. Well, whenever it was the positive pregnancy that started producing additional hormone. And so I had all of this swelling and fluid filling up in my abdominal cavity, and I had to um, be hospitalized twice oh my gosh for them to um yeah for them to uh drain off that fluid it's called a piggyback catheter that goes straight into your tummy oh, and oh, it was just oh, draining no, 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 off no, no. um yeah all of this fluid and um and I was of course just panicking thinking that something was going to happen to the babies and they're like actually no this is a a, a great sign um, and it's, you're, it's more than likely you're probably having twins oh, yay! because of what is going on. And so, you know, and, and that was, it, it was such a blessing to, to hear that news, but of course, filled with fear of it. And honestly, it was crazy. Cause I was like, I don't care what happens to me. Don't just let these babies be okay. Yes. And, um, and I'll tell you, I was on bed rest about seven months of my eight month pregnancy oh my gosh yeah yeah I mean I had all kinds but but not the normal um issues that you know I ended up um hemorrhaging one day at work and again I'm freaking out we we were coaching and then we went to Hooters of all place to have our normal (laughs) weekly dinner and um I'm sitting there and I'm like, whoa, something, something just happened. And I go to the restroom and I was literally just hemorrhaging. And I was like, we got to go to the hospital. And so we rushed to the hospital. And I guess what happens, it's pretty common. You know, I don't know if anybody, if anybody has ever been through a a scare like that, they can't tell you what's going to happen. And they're like, you know, we don't know if, they were able to find the heartbeats, but they didn't know if something was going to happen. So I was grateful that both heartbeats were there. But what happens is one of the placenta had, um, I guess it was where it was placed, was lower um, 
down low and it just the some of the blood vessels had busted and so um the babies were still fine they're like well you've got to stay in on bed rest until you stop bleeding well that was forever oh no like, like oh it was, and it was crazy but the babies you know developed completely normal um you know everything was fine with them i never even experienced any normal symptom of pregnancy i never had nausea i never had any kind of crazy cravings other than the fact that I gained 90 pounds. Oh gosh. Well, you were uh, sitting there on bed rest. <laughs> yeah. And you had two of them growing. Um, but the babies ended up, you know, perfect. And, um, and boy, was it a very naive mentality for myself because in going through in vitro, you know, we had, I had six remaining embryos that um, we froze and I just always thought that I would just be able to go and get, you know, if I want to have another baby, I'm just going to pop one out of the freezer and voila, I'm going to have another kid. And to, to my surprise, that certainly is not the way that it goes. So, you know, it was, that's been a, a tough journey because um, I, I never anticipated, you know, I, I'm grateful for the science, but I will never underestimate the miracle of life and of uh, being able to get pregnant, carry right. a pregnancy, having a baby. Um, and I, I don't want to say I took it for granted, but I guess I kind of did. I just thought that it was just going to be so easy because we were able to get pregnant the first time we did IVF, which come to find out is not the norm. So I, in 2015, when I wanted to, um, we wanted to have more children. And that's when we actually um, had pursued going back in, popping the kids out of the freezer and, you know, and thinking that it was going to be successful. And it was a, a six month journey of heartbreak um, and lots of, again, more thousands upon thousands of dollars spent with, um, oh, geez. Okay. With, with, with nothing to show, but I mean, that's just the journey of infertility. Right. Yeah. And, um, Oh, don't do this. Gosh. <laughs> Gosh. It's hard, oh. but I'm so yes. proud of you for coming on here and talking about it. I know you're so open about it, but this is going to be heard by a lot of people. And it's you're really awesome for coming on and talking about this. Well, I, you know, I think I, I think it's important that there's a voice to it because not everybody's um, journey ends with a rainbow. Right. And that's the yeah. reality. We we think that, um, and, and I think I'm I'm a voice for so many women who, even for some, it's never the miracle has never happened for. But I also know that there's a lot of heartbreak out there, and a lot of women will remain silent and yeah. not talk about this because there's shame attached to the fact that we can't reproduce like normal, you know, married couples or. Yeah whatever that is. And, and I just think that that's so sad because, you know, I mean, we can be angry and we can question why me, but at the end of the day, I know that there's a bigger plan and a bigger picture. And, and I'll even go into that as we, we walk through the, the journey. But in 2015, when it ended up with, you know, heartbreak, I was just like, you know, I'm going to have to take a step back. We're not going to continue pursuing, um, um, more fertility treatments because you pretty much lose your mind right when, when you're being pumped through um, with so many hormones 
you would go a little cray cray. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just needed a break. And I literally, um, I had ordered about $8,000 of fertility drugs to start another fresh um, IVF session because I, I didn't have any more embryos to unfreeze. And so we had to do a whole new session. And I had put it or I had ordered all the medicine and then um, it was crazy because I was going back and forth like do I really want to continue um, because I was just beat beat up emotionally and I was like Lord if this is not the plan that you have for me right now just give me a sign just stop it and I kid you not you know I every single doctor appointment you're going in multiple times and I walked in to this final appointment where we were supposed to pull the trigger and start the new the new um, treatment and out of nowhere I have this huge cyst on my ovary and and I'm talking like I had already been in the doctor three days prior and everything looked perfect right and so I'm the the doctor's like well we're not going to be able to proceed because now you have this huge cyst and I just started crying and I was like okay Jesus I hear you and that's when I just um, pulled the trigger. I literally um, kept my medicine for the time being because I didn't know which direction we were going to go. And we were in the middle of building a house and um, we were living with my husband's in-laws. And I was like, you know, we're just going to we're going to wait. And, you know, a, it was almost a year and I still had this medicine and I still wasn't um, for sure that we wanted to pursue another treatment and I literally just walked up or I went to my fertility clinic and and donated $8,000 of medicine and I said please bless somebody I can't do this again right now and I want somebody to be able to um, you know have this opportunity for those who can't so you know it was it was an amazing feeling to be able to do that because financially we were okay at the time so I wasn't worried about if we wanted to do it again would I be able to afford right. it right that's awesome that's that you amazing. did that that is Ugh. I would love to yep. be able to find the person who was actually blessed with the medicine I know and if it <laughs> worked that for be wonderful to to know if it actually, you know, and that could have been the whole purpose behind right. it is that I was able to gift somebody the opportunity to, to start their family. And, you know, of course, with the privacy laws, you'll never, right. I you'll will never, never be able to get that information, <laughs> but I mean, I, I'll just, I will believe in my heart that it definitely um, went to um, creating somebody else's miracle. I'm just thinking like of a family who had been trying and trying and finally met ends meet and couldn't afford it. And you donated that to them. That just, oh, my heart. Um, so let's fast forward then. And, um, you know, we went through, and I think during that time, and the reason why I, I think that it's important because we're probably about two, 2016 now and our business, you know, was still incredibly successful, but we started, feeling um, a little bit of decline and um, emotionally, you know, when you're not fully present um, or, or really you're, you're kind of just still suffering a, a broken heart, I feel like you can't fully invest in other people. And so there was a, there was a little bit of an emotional struggle during that season and an um, 18 we, I, I think I had come to grips with, all right, I, you know, just having another baby is just not in the cards for us anymore. 
um, I'm ready to fix myself. I wanted to um, fix my tummy that had been destroyed from the twins and um, diastasis recti. And so I had a hernia, I had an open tummy and I was like, okay, we're going to go in for, for a repair and a little mommy makeover. And think, you know, I felt great about it. I had peace in my mind that we weren't going to have um, any more children, that I was just going to start taking care of myself. I, I was already over 40. And, um, you know, the clock's ticking, right? So ended up having surgery in April. So it's two years ago that I had this surgery. And um, no joke. May so during the recovery, it's a pretty tough recovery. It's like a six week recovery, and um, you know I was pretty much laid up in my recliner chair um, most of the day, and you know could barely walk, could barely function. And I'm about two weeks out from my surgery, and my husband is like, "How you feeling today?" <laughs> I, was like, I mean, I- I'm okay, and he's like, "Well." I mean, how okay do you think? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So, and I'll be honest, I, I did feel pretty hot with my new body. So, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, from behind and barely, I'm not going to move. Just very, very gentle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, um, and like, no joke, it, you know, maybe all of maybe 15 seconds. I don't know. But... <laughs> Um, here we are May, May 4th. And, um, for some reason I had showered earlier that day and I was like, wait a minute, what day is today? Cause you know, you lose track of time whenever you're recovering from a major surgery. Right. And you're home. And nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just in a daze. How, you know, half of that time was spent on you know pain meds that you know or so you just all reality is just gone and so I was showering that day and I was like wait a minute today is the fourth and I haven't had my cycle and I had had my cycle literally just right as I was going into my surgery so I was late I was a few days late and I was like well that's not that's a little bit weird maybe it's just something due to me going through a traumatic surgery. Yeah. See, I've heard that surgeries can affect that as well. Right. Right. And so that's kind of what I thought. And then I ended up, um, I was like, well, I just want to see, I just want to, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but no way. Well, I took my, I took a home pregnancy test, um, on May the 4th and it during the evening and it, it's, the only positive pregnancy test I've ever seen in my life that was from um, natural conception. And it, I mean, it was straight up a miracle and, you know, Jason and I, like our jaws dropped and we could not, I I mean, it was, I don't regret um, even what's happened after because I, I'm, I'm still so grateful to have experienced that miracle number one because it was a gift that I never thought that I would ever receive right and I do think that he did that on purpose yeah he he gifted that to you and and um of course that ended up in complete heartbreak um in June you know I ended up miscarrying or it was what's called a, a missed miscarriage and so we the 
the baby didn't make it. And that triggered, of course, the desire to have a baby. But I'll tell you, one of the hardest things of going through that time is, is telling Tanner and Tatum that they were going to have a baby brother or sister. And, you know, because they're, they're old enough now to understand. Yeah. And then, so the most heartbreaking thing about that whole experience for, for me and probably for Jason too, is that being taken away from them, not just from Jason and I. And so that's been the toughest thing. And so we just, you know, I told Jason, I said, I want to call my doctor and I want to go through another treatment. And um, that was, we, I was literally in my, I'm totally crying office, over here. I think just the like, next yeah, day, so am I. <laughs> um, the next day. And he's like, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, yes, I will let's start. And, and you know what the blessing came from that is my doctor had known that I had donated that money and he said, we will make it right for you and we will cover your meds this time. And so they paid it forward um, for, you know, the medicine side of that, of my treatment, which was amazing. And we're still talking over $20,000 to start a new session, but it was still, it was something, an $8,000 savings, you know? Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, of course. And, you know, but when we're still having, we're still making great income, however, um, you know, it had, we went from what we were making to about half, which was still substantial, but um, we had already taken a dip in our, in our income, but I was like, that's okay. Um, you know, we're going to work, we'll build our business back once I, once we make it through this. And so another six month round of fertility, um, multiple treatments, um, and of course, they they did not end up in a, in a rainbow, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm still so grateful for that experience. And in January of 2018, no, was it 19 now? Yeah. 19. Um, 2019, I just, um, after, you know, that was kind of the end of my fertility journey. I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just going to trust in God that he, you know, he knows what he's doing. I don't know the bigger picture. Um, and I don't know why this isn't happening for us, but I've got to believe that there's a reason. And um, I was seeking just healing. You know, I was completely heartbroken. Devastating. Um, yeah, it is complete devastation. And we were, I was on a, a path of just, healing emotionally, really seeking, um, Jesus to, um, I mean, and I was angry. I was really angry with him and like, why did this happen to you? Yeah. Yeah. Not in the fact of, I, you know, I'm going to turn away from you, but I think the Lord is okay when we go through all kinds of emotions and he never promised us that life was going to be perfect. He just promised that he would always be there. Right. And so I just had a beef with him and I had to, (laughs) I had to, um, handle it. And, you know, and I did, it was, um, in May of 2019, I had gone to a women's conference, um, and I did not invite any friends. I wanted to go by myself and and because I just, I didn't want any distraction. I wanted to spend time with the Lord and be, you know, surrounded by, 
um, just the Holy Spirit, the convention, you know, other women, but I didn't want to know them. Um, right. <laughs> and, and it was, and it was exactly, I, I received exactly what I went there for, praise Jesus. And that was probably one of the most powerful weekends I've ever experienced. And I came home, um, literally, I left the women's conference and met my husband and the kids at the airport because we surprised our kids with a trip to Disney. And um, we were going to, we, we actually were going to Universal because we had never been to Universal. So we went to Universal, had the most amazing time. I was, I felt whole again. You know, my heart has had been healed and I was just really looking forward to an amazing vacation with my family of which that completely happened. And I ended up, um, we came home Saturday before Mother's Day and I was um, sick. I didn't feel good. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to have to stay in bed. Like Mother's Day, you can go see your mom, but I'm like legit going to stay in bed. And he's like, no, I'm not leaving you. So um, my husband and the kids stayed in bed with me literally for two days straight while I felt better. And I was in bed all week. And um, on Wednesday, we received the email that there was going to be a Zoom um, call on Friday with all the leaders in our business. And it was that Friday um, that we were told that we were no longer going to basically have a business and um, we were losing all of our income. We, we, we lost like 99% of our income. And that's what Jason and I had done, you know, for seven years. Um, we had we had built this incredible um, business and it was being ripped out from underneath us, something that we thought would never happen. And I mean, it was total shock. Like I, my whole body just went numb and I couldn't believe it. Um, I can't even imagine what... someone, someone having the guts to come and tell me, Hey, I'm about to take away all of your income. Yeah. Well, you know, and there's no really, there's no comfort in this other than the fact that we weren't the only ones it was happening right. to, you know? So yeah. there, were, there were so many of my friends that we had each other. We just had no more money. And, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you go through a tragedy like that together. And, um, you know, I had friends and I would just cry on the phone with every day and um, try to figure out what we were going to do. And that led us to now the past, um, what ended up being about seven months of hell. And, well, about six months of hell. Um, because we, we couldn't make up enough income fast enough to live on. Um, so of course, all of our credit cards, um, now were late all, you know, we were just making enough money. We were, we were scrambling to find other opportunities and other, um, income, you know, going back into like actual jobs, working for other people, which, you know, we've, we've been business owners for 10 years and then entrepreneurs for seven. So that was that was definitely tough. I was about to say that totally sucks going back yeah. to work for someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but you know, you do what you have to do. And, um, in September, you know, things were just, of course we are like drowning. Um, I, I feel like the, we're in this tub and somebody pulled out the, the, the drain, the plug <laughs> we're, we're in a tub of water, pulled the drain out. And then we're just, it's just swirling. And we're like, 
swirling faster and, and at the end it gets just faster and faster and faster whenever there's just a little water in there oh and oh. That's, that's how our life felt um in september we couldn't um pay our rent and um you know they were like well you know we're gonna start the eviction notice and and you know not a lot of people know this part of that is you know we ended up within a week's time finding a house up here in Fort Worth um, after living in at me living in Houston for 23 years um, finding a house in Fort Worth we moved in a, a week's time um, to come up here for opportunity to work with my family who are you know several of them are entrepreneurs and they said we can help you and you know of course it's just it's nothing compared to what we were earning but we just needed to have something something and, and we literally moved from Houston to Fort Worth within a week's time because we were pretty much evicted. Oh my gosh. And, and like evicted from y'all hadn't y'all lived in Humble, right? And then you moved to Kingwood. Right. So we had sold our house and then we, um, we didn't know if we wanted to stay in Kingwood. So we did not purchase a house in Kingwood. We're like, well, let's rent. Let's make sure that this is the area that we want to be in. And so we had found this beautiful house um, with a pool and that's what we wanted. And, um, you know, I just didn't want to be committed to something without knowing that this was for sure the area that we were going to be in. Right. Because we had run into some issues in our former neighborhood with being able to work from home and build our business. So we moved out of that neighborhood. Yes, that's what it was. Yes. I forgot about that. They were giving us so much grief. Yeah. So, um, you know, we came up to Fort Worth and, you know, we're still just trying to make enough ends meet to, you know, keep dinner on the table and um, pay the rent. Of course, all the cars are behind and, you know, I mean, it's just been a a very tough road. And, and the toughest thing about that was my, our children's life was completely changed. You know, we went from, we were the ones that could dictate our yeses um, because it was by choice, not by what was in the bank account. Right. To now we have, to now everything was a no. Can we do this? No. Can we buy this? No. You know, and and that's a really, really tough place to be in because we fought so hard to provide a life for our children that we never thought we would have to face that harsh reality again. Um, So, and we, we literally felt like we ended right back up where we started from and even worse um, because now our children are, they're not babies anymore. So they understand the lack of income and the struggle and mom crying all the time. And, you know, so it was, (laughs) it's not funny, but (laughs) you know, it's, it's tough because they, they just see the heartbreak in my eyes and there's, there's nothing that we could do. Um, Oh, I mean, there is something we can do because we did it. But, you know, it was just one of those things. And um, in November, we, you know, we're still, we're still just barely floating, you know, treading water. And an opportunity came across my newsfeed. And I, I saw these lashes. And I was like, what is that? Well, I'm a former you know, lash extension addict. I, you know, wore them for three years. Yes. You did my lashes. Whoop, whoop. And, me, um, that's right. Me, you guys, me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you started the addiction. Thank you. <laughs> I've started for many. <laughs> yes, I'm, yes, the, I'm the last drug dealer around here. Yes, you are. 
but then I couldn't afford them anymore. And of course, you hate the way that your eyes look without lashes. Oh, and, yes. Um, oh. oh, it's horrible. And then and I couldn't I hate the glue on strips like legit. I hate them. So um, I saw this product and I was first of all, like, praise Jesus, I'm going to have lashes again. Cause <laughs> I was like, I, surely I can do this product. Right. I can put it on without jacking it up. And, um, and then, but when I saw that there was an opportunity attached immediately, my soul lit up and I was like, this is how we're going to replace our income. No, hands down. This is what's going to save our family. Um, and get us back to where we were, you know? And so I started this business at the very end of November and in December was just going a hundred miles an hour and literally, um, I mean, it was, it was crazy because I received our paycheck December 20th and that paycheck was the only reason my children had Christmas from us. Um, and, and I was, cause I, I didn't know how we were going to provide at all a Christmas for them. And um, I have and I been just, there not knowing, and that is the worst feeling. And I'm sure other moms can relate to that too. Not being able to buy something for your kid is the worst feeling in the entire world. Oh, I mean, I've been there, you know, I had been there before, you know, prior to this happening, um, when they were babies, we right. going through that time, I had went Christmas shopping and then literally I came home and our lights were cut off. And I just dropped all the Christmas presents, started crying, took all of the Christmas presents back so I could pay the electricity bill. Oh, wow. You know, so, and I, I thought that I would never be in that situation again. And here I am in the same situation. But December was such a blessing because our business really took off and, um, and legit Christmas, the week of Christmas, we get one of our cars repossessed. Mm. And I just, you know, I looked at my husband, but we had found a solution and with, with these lashes. And I just said, you know what? It's just stuff. I'll buy it again. I'm not going to allow that to steal my joy when I know what's, what I have so much to look forward to. And, um, you know, and I think it really, I'm so grateful for perspective because although having a lot of money provides it can provide a lot a lot of nice things but as long as the things don't have you it's really not about the money it, it, it was like okay well you know take the car it's it's no big deal it's about me having control back over my my sanity and my finances and being able to just breathe again um right you so are I, I in control of your own life so yeah <laughs> yeah and, um, but in January, you know, it ended up being, of course, another, it, it just times 10, our business grew times 10. And um, we've replaced, we've almost fully replaced um, what was taken at the time on a monthly basis. Up into, and so that has allowed me to catch up our car notes to pay off, um, you know, some the money that Jason's parents had lent us to be able to move up to Fort Worth to be able to start catching up on some of the debt that we owed and lo and behold here we are in March you know being quarantined for three weeks and and I'll tell you our business took a a dramatic hit but 
Jason and I lost our other business, our other jobs. We're both coaching. And then he also does construction and we, that income was taken, but being, having this income, our last business, being able to work it from home has been the only thing that has kept us um, being able to survive yeah. and, and the bills are paid and we have stocked pantry and refrigerator and I am not going to bed crying every night trying to figure out how we're going to live praise Jesus talk about rising from the ashes no joke like just the struggle I can't even I I mean I was there I watched you go through this and I was in the back just thinking like I can't even imagine how you were feeling I just can't especially the feeling of not being able to provide for your kids oh I just you're definitely well, a very strong woman. Well, you know, at times I don't really identify as that, but then I, I take a look at my journey and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm a badass. Yes, you <laughs> I are. Yes. Never doubt yourself. <laughs> I think it's just, it's, you know, it's grit and grace. I've given myself a lot of grace to just get through the journey that I've literally had to fight tooth and nail. And then the grit that it takes to get up every single day and just know that there's something else out there and you have to have, um, you can either lay down and die or, or wait to die, or you can get up and figure this crap out. And, you know, I, I don't have the pleasure of allowing my children to just, I'm not going to give them that memory of watching their mom just be debilitated from, the obstacles that we've faced. And if anything, I've taught them so much fight and perseverance and, and what, um, you know, that all of us are going to go through trials and tribulations, but those will not define us. Your Your twins were definitely a blessing because I feel like you fought harder because you had them and you had to take care of them. No doubt. Hands down. They were, um, They've always been, you know, and I have an amazing husband. And so I'm, I'm so incredibly blessed with that. And our marriage is not perfect. I don't think there's, a, there's, there's no perfect marriage, No, but, um, <laughs> right, no. but whenever you have, when you co- are both committed and you have Jesus leading your marriage, you will be able to get through any obstacle. I mean, we, our marriage could have been ripped apart several, several times. And we actually just celebrated 16 years of marriage and this, in this past month in March. Congratulations. Woo-hoo! Thank you. So it has been a blessing. I mean, it's been a journey, but it has been, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be on this journey with anybody else. And um, my children are absolutely two of the most incredible kids, not just because I'm their mother, but legit two of the most incredible kids. But I've shout ever yourself seen. out because you are their mom. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Tori, so much for having the guts and the yes. just, just, I can't even, the strength to come on and talk about this with us and be so open and tell us things that you've never told other people before. Thank you. And I oh, you're welcome. I you know, and I think it's important. Your readers or your listeners out there, they just need to know, you know, if you are going through a tough time, know that, first of all, you're not alone. And second of all, reach out to somebody. Have somebody that you um, can confide in and to give you some type of support. Because um, I, I just think it's so important when you know that you're, I mean, all of us are going through tough times right now. I mean, let's face it. We're all going to be facing unknown territory 
Um, but we're all facing this together and don't seclude yourself. I just, I just pray that over your listeners, because I think it's so important to find a community that you can trust and that you can be a part of, and that can help you through um, the tough times that all of us are promised that we will go through. 100%. Oh, we shine brighter together for sure. Yes. Well, thank you so much again. And y'all stay tuned for our next episode. Bye. Thanks, Tori. Bye. Bye, guys. Ah! Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. If you guys vibe with this episode, be sure to share it on Instagram and tag us at the Guacas Extra Pod so we can be super pumped with you. And also, be sure to go to Apple iTunes, search the Guacas Extra, and leave us a really great review. That would be awesome. Yes. Be sure to set your alarms for Monday morning because another episode is coming at you.